Hey, 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 closet busters and bold move makers. It is time once again for Life Uncloset. So I want you to gather around because it is time once again to kick down those closet doors of your life. We're here to escape our BS, explore our fears, and elevate our self-expression. I'm your host, Rick Clemens. I'm the bold move expert and that coming out guy who's going to take you to the party, the pulpit, the wake, and back to the party of living your life uncloset. So come on along with me and grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step into facing your fears, making your bold moves, and living life without apologies. Now let's get to the show. Hey, listeners, it's so good to have you back once again for another episode of my podcast. You notice I'm saying my podcast because today we're going to do a double show recording. Um, As you guys know, we record these ahead of time, but I'm really excited to have the guests that I'm going to have on because he is going to talk about something that serves not only the life uncloseted family, but also the 40 plus real men, real talk family. And I was so compelled when um, the publicist approached me, my friend, Jeff Dorda, who always brings me great guests and said, Hey, I'd like you to think about interviewing this guy. As soon as I read the bio and the story and everything, I'm like, this is going to be great. So buckle up, settle in. We are going down the path of life uncloseted and 40 plus real men, real talk. You guys know where to find out all the stuff for either show, either at lifeuncloseted.com or 40 plus Real Men Real Talk podcast. So let's dive in. What does it feel like as you start to age? And this is so appropriate that we're recording this because I just aged again, just the, just literally yesterday from the day that we're recording this. And it's so interesting as we go through these aging processes, what starts to happen? How do we feel about who we are in the world? And How do we hear the voices that suddenly say, oh, really, you're doing that? And in this guest instance, it's like, oh, you're doing music. How nice. So I want to bring him in. I want to start talking about it. I want to start talking about him and his new song. His name is Michael Fairman, and he is a older boomer singing. So, Michael, welcome to the podcast, man. I really appreciate you being here. Yeah. yeah, thank you for the introduction. It was much to live up to here. So Okay, yeah, well, okay. yeah, I, I, it's pretty much your show from here, oh, so okay. I, just, I, I just shut the fuck up and you take okay. over. Okay? <laughs> you shut up, I'll talk. <laughs> yeah. But um, I love this when Jeff sent me this over and it's like, okay, boomer, you know, <laughs> I was like, love it because hello, raising my hand, I'm a boomer here, so I totally get that. But yet there is this interesting thing that you either get respected or get disrespected really quickly, not only as guys over 40, but then you add to that, that whole world. And then you bring in the LGBTQ space and it's like, okay, we're not just dog meat anymore. You know, we, we still have, you know, we have bodies, we have smiles, we have sex, all this other stuff. So, but let's talk about why this came about for you. Why the song? Um, because I think it's a really valuable story. So, I mean, well, it all came about, I mean, I started my career, in my twenties, you know, mm-hmm. even earlier on as a young, as a, a teenager, I was putting out music and I had records out in Chicago and I was a singer and songwriter and I was doing music and it was really what I intended on doing with my life. And I pursued that um, into my early thirties. And at the time it was so difficult. I was in uh, New York at the time and back then when you were an artist, you were doing live showcases and it was very different. There was no digital age that right. we have now. So you'd have to get the A&R reps out to the shows and you'd mount the show and you spend a lot of money and then the guys wouldn't show up and you'd be like, what did I just do this for? Right. So it was just, uh, it became very frustrating. And um, I said, you know what? I, 
I, I started to get work behind the scenes in television producing and other stuff. And I um, had gone back to Los Angeles for the second time. And I started building my other career up, um, which was in daytime soap operas and, and being a journalist and a TV producer and, a, and all these things, and which I've enjoyed doing very much. But it never, I, I always felt that I was suppressing um, what I really is in my soul, which was music and singing and, and expressing myself through music. And George Michael passed away um, so a few years back. Mm-hmm. And I was at this Christmas party and I didn't know that he had died. And I remember being just devastated because I thought he was just one of the most beautiful singers and songwriters. And at that point, I was like, it was such an awakening for me. Like, what am I doing? Why am I not at this point in my life? I don't want to have any regrets in my later years that I did not pursue what I envisioned or hoped for my life. Um, And that was part of the turning point of starting to write again, starting to put out music on Apple Music and Spotify and starting to write and go back in the studio. And Other Side is actually my fourth single um, that's come out in the last few years. Um, And that particular song, I really wanted to write something that spoke to all of the struggles that, I mean, and this can be related to whoever. I think when you write a song, a great song can be taken many different ways and interpreted by people. Mm -hmm. And this song just really was about struggles and adversity and trying to come out to the other side of it, to triumph over it and to really hold your head up high through all the negativity and whatever that struggle is, whether it's physical or emotional, and and lift yourself up and survive through it. And for me, ageism has been a big thing, as we part of this discussion, is that mm-hmm. I'm facing it in the music business, of course. I was told, sure. as you alluded to, you know, what are you doing this for? How nice. Right. And get a pat on the head. Uh, and I said, well, no, I'm really doing this. Like, I'm not just doing this to go sing in my car. Mm -hmm. I want people to hear me. And I think people were like, well, that's never going to happen. And I'm like, well, why not? Mm -hmm. And I, and you know, there are artists 18 to 25, you know, pop radio was filled with young. And and I want to say some of the most talented young artists right now we have on the music scene. I'm very impressed by the talent that's out there, but you're assumed that if you can sound like pop radio, but you're not, but you're over 40, Right. you can't really get a break. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just hope that I could be that person to change that or be an exception against a very ageist um, society and industry. And it's interesting to hear you talk about this because as you were speaking through this, I'm thinking about the people that I coach and I coach not only people coming out of the closet, but people stepping out of whatever closet's their life. Right. And a lot of times it's people in midlife who are like, okay, I want to go do this other thing. But, and there's always the but that shows up. I think I'm too old. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. You are not too old. You can go do what you want to do. And I happen to coach speakers and helping them build their speaking business is another part of my business. And I have a couple of clients in that 
arena who are definitely into their mid to late sixties. I actually think that one of them is probably even older than that. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to go do this. And I'm just like, you go boy. You know, of course I'm sitting there going, I don't want to be doing shit when I'm at that age. You know, I want to just be like enjoying life, but that's part of his enjoyment in life too. And I think people wrap this wrapper around us. I mean, I just literally just turned 57 and people start wrapping wrappers around you like, Oh, that's nice. And they say they, Oh, that's nice in so many ways. And it is kind of an underhanded like slight to how old you are, you know, Absolutely. you know, Absolutely. I, I, I was talking to a young guy the other day about coaching and I said, well, you know, let's wrap this up. You go think about it. And I said, I need to go swim some laps. Oh, you swim laps. I'm like, don't even go there, bitch. Because if you say <laughs> that's nice, I'm going to be like, you know what? I don't think we need to work together. He goes, I love swimming laps and I'm always looking for a swimming partner. I'm like, well, you live in New Jersey. I live in California. So that ain't happening. But you know, it's just, it's, but it's, it puts me on my defenses too. It's like, you know what? I don't want to be that person, but I'm too, and I even hate to say I'm to that age now where I'm like, I'm not going to, no, I'm not going to stand for this. And I know for me, and I, this is why I was so drawn to you, Michael, was the best part of my life didn't start happening until I was in my 40s. I, yeah. I, I mean, there's like, lots yeah. of good that happened, but yeah. I feel like, man, I just finally like, I stepped into it, you know? And a part of it was because I came out of the closet when I was 36. So I think that was part of it for me. But even this podcast and all this stuff came alive in my forties. And it you know, just I think started to thrive. Yeah. And I think there's something to be said. I truly believe this for life experience. I know people are like, uh, but I mean, I, for myself, I can tell you for sure that I am a better songwriter today mm -hmm. than I was in my twenties mm -hmm. because my life experience is so much deeper and what I, what we, I've experienced and gone through that I can use that. And I, and even I think as a singer, when we take material and we emote that through our voice or whatever, I, I just feel like my age is a plus in that respect, mm -hmm. not a minus. And I agree with you. Like I felt the last several years were the most productive years I've had in my life. Now that's decades of life, you know? And, and so I, I really feel there's such a perception of being discounted um, you know, when you're over 40, 50, whatever, whatever yeah. that is. And, you know, and gay people aren't great to each other either. I have to say, I mean, I, yep. I can't, you know, I have to say, you know, in the community, I mean, and I'm here in Los Angeles in West Hollywood and, you know, I can walk down the street now where maybe people used to look at me, but they're like, Oh, there's the gray hair. You know, you're kind of, you kind of get a sense of, you know, you're not part of it or whatever because right. they want young, young, young. And, yep. Yep. you know, I, I, I really feel like I wish the gay community would be more open and welcoming and supportive mm -hmm. of each other. And it, uh, many times I feel it's like a bad high school. Mm -hmm. and it is a bad I, high school. You know, it's a bad high school. And, um, you know, that's not everybody. No. I'm just saying that the collective yes, feels I that agree. way. And like someone like yourself is very talented and it's got these shows and you're proud of it. Um, you should not be, what is but your it, age? It, what so is your age? I guess the point is what does your age have to do with it? If you're right, good? exactly. No, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. In the words of <laughs> Tina Turner, what's love got to do with it? I always think what's age got to do with it, you <laughs> right. know, you know, and it, it's, it is very powerful. And I realized, okay, so this show has now been around technically been around for five, five years. I think I want to say 2016, maybe 14, somewhere in that range is when it was first the internet radio show. And it was with this show, my book, and my blogging that I'm like, I've got my voice. I literally have my voice. And it was also that moment that I said, and I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. If they don't like my voice, they don't like what I'm saying. I don't really care. And then, and I don't because I get to own who I am. And I often find, and I love our community. So, and this is where I always get myself in some hot water, but I really don't give a fuck. So <laughs> if you don't love who you are, then that's when you tend to throw everything at everybody else and you dismiss somebody else. And I know just from, you know, the, the headshots and stuff that I've been sent to you, it's like, okay, this guy's a really well put together guy. He's nicely built. He's got a, he's got a good look to him. And I just know <laughs> I can only imagine what it's like for you to walk down the streets in West Hollywood. Because I'm sure there's like, oh, there's just another old queen, you know. I and I've seen those looks when I walked in. I'm a big daddy bear, you know. And I'm like, you know what? Screw you. One day, <laughs> I want to just say, one day you are going to be here too. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. And I think yeah. that there's this feeling in when you're young and gay and you're beautiful and you've got everything, you know, that yeah, you're yeah. constructible. And I, I, that isn't really how life goes. <laughs> You know, I mean, mm -hmm. it may go, listen, there are people that a lot of shit happens to, and there are people that nothing happens to as much. Right. Um, I've never been one of those people that nothing has happened to. But um, even in the general, general world, so, yeah. you know, step out of the LGBTQ sure. space, I was having a conversation with a buddy of mine who has a pub up here in San Luis Obispo, and we were having this similar conversation. And he's early 40s, and he's like, you know... And he's, he's a big muscle guy too. Yeah. Big. I mean, he's big. I mean, Matt, it just, you know, and he's like, I've noticed even in my early forties, how suddenly I'm just not taken as seriously yeah. and he's good looking. I'm sure he's yeah. like, and he's a singer too. It's interesting because yeah. he's a local singer here and he does very well, but he goes, there's pieces that I'm just not taking seriously. And he goes, I don't get this, this ageism stuff at all at 40. I'm like, Yes, but there's somebody in their 30s who's actually saying the same thing because the 20-year-olds aren't getting them. I said, it's an interesting piece that we all have to. And I watch myself sometimes. I'm like, okay, I'll be a bitch sometimes too. <laughs> like, girl, you just need to like use a new photo, you know? And I, and I do that under my breath sometimes. And I'm like, Rick, you get annoyed when people do that to you. Mm -hmm. You just did it to them. I think there's a weird conditioning that is kind of, society, you know, that's happened to us all. Um, one of the things, you know, for my thing is, you know, I know that when I sing and when I put out my songs, if you don't see me, let's say you did not see me, right? you cannot tell how old I am. My voice is not, you would not know whether I'm 20, 30, 40, you don't know. Right. I mean, I don't sound, I have a very young voice anyways. And right. when I sing, I'm, no one can tell. So it's really kind of, you know, and I, and interestingly enough, when I was putting together music videos, people would say to me, well, you're not going to be in them, right? 
I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, well, you, you're going to like put some graphics up and kind of do a, a thing. I'm like, well, why would I do that? Right. Well, because, you know, you're, you're older. And I go, well, that really feels gross. So I, right. whenever I see a video, whenever I see an artist put up a video and they're not in it, I immediately think, what's wrong with them? Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, what, what are, are they fat? Are they, are they, they have horns in their head? Like, why are they not in the video? Like, what, what is it that they're not in the video that's so shameful? And so this I was is, like, this is so, so, so interesting. I put in them, you right. Know? But this is so interesting because I totally agree with you. But then on the flip side, <laughs> yeah. and, and I went through this when I, when I released, frankly, my dear, I'm gay. Yeah. When I released that book and the book has an image of like a person, like a man, half of his face on it. And it's very artistic. And people are like, Oh, is that you? And I'm like, no, well, why didn't you put yourself on the front of the book? I'm like, well, I don't want the book to be like Rick. I wanted to evoke this like hidden piece of somebody in there. And of course I had a lot of author friends like you should have your, I'm like, I don't feel like I'm, you know, Obama or, you know, a Clinton or somebody like that. That's like, this is their defense. I don't have that cachet, so to speak, but I didn't want to call an attention to me. But on the flip side, if I, if I heard a singer, and I never saw them once in that video, I'd be like, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Right. You know, so it's interesting how we see these things, you know, and it's like, I don't get it. I actually have, and I've had this happen a couple of times in the speaking world where people are like, yeah, I want to put my speaker one sheet out. And so they'll send them over to me to like kind of do a quick review of them. I'm like, where's your picture? Oh, I don't really want to put a picture of myself on there. I'm like, you need to. Yeah, but I, I just, I'm older. I'm like, I don't care. Then go get a freaking picture of yourself, who you are right now. But that's even, see, that is, I, it's, it just tells you how we've been conditioned. Like, yes. they feel like they have to say, I'm older. Right. I mean, you know, you have to, like, give them a disclaimer. Actually, and, one of my favorites in the yeah. last few days, man, was been, so back to one, the one speaker that I, I know he's in his late 60s, probably early 70s, and he was so excited because he got his new iPhone and he said, I'm going to get my headshot done. And I'm like, okay, cool. And he just backed up to a wall in his house, put his little iPhone up, took the picture of himself. And he goes, that's my headshot. I'm like, rock on buddy. You know, he wasn't worried about it. And the thing is, is he's a master at what he does. And he's also one of those old souls <laughs> that you just would like, you'd like to hang with. Cause he doesn't care. He just shows up. There's so there's some there's something to be said, and I'm not to this point where I don't care. But I mean, there's people that are like they're just them, and they'll just show up, and they're comfortable, and you know they don't have any hang up at all, and they're com- and that's amazing to be in that space to be like this is me. Here's what I have to offer. Yep. Either yep. you like it or you don't, and I'm yep. okay with it. Yep. Um, there's really something to be said about that. Um, it is different, I will say, in pursuing a music career because there are so many components to it. There's absolutely, you know, the music. There's we're such a visual industry now. Everything's yeah. visual, videos, social media. So you have to be able to try to look good and be pre- whatever looking good is. You know, be present in that. And so it's it is multi-tiered. It, I wish it was just 
about the music. Listen to my voice. Yes. But it is. Well, that's, but that is why I think. That's what it should be. Yes. But that's why I think the show, The Voice, has been such a hit. Yeah. Because it's really about the voice, at least initially. And then they do take the voice and, you know, work with, obviously. But I just love the fact that it's those blind auditions that starts the whole process. Love it. Because the one. Love it because that is the most purest form. Like I wish I would, I wish there were people, you know, and, and they didn't see me and I was singing mm-hmm. and, and, and they'd hit a, hit a, hit the buzzer, you know, because you want them to hear the purity and the, the, your voice and, and that's, what's captivating them. You're not detoured by anything else. Um, and so that's what was so great about the show. Now, when it starts to dovetail into the personal story, you know, there, that's yeah. a whole other thing, but yeah. for the purity of just who's got a voice and I love the way it sounds. That's a great way. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So what, what besides ageism do you feel like at this stage for where you are, Michael is the other biggest challenge. And I'm asking that cause there, I, there's something I'm feeling in my own world that I want to bring up. My personal biggest challenge is what you're asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, you, you know, one of the things that I have struggled with, um, is I've had a lot of physical challenges because I have degenerative disc disease of my spine mm. and I've had multiple surgeries over multiple times. And one of the difficult things for me, because I always work out and I try to keep myself together and it's, it's yep. such an important part of who I am, um, and what I enjoyed and what helped me uh, with my stress and trying to stay in shape and all of that. And, and I've, also, I've been faced for many years with this challenge of having a, a very bad spine. And I've had multiple surgeries, which have set me back and I've had to come back from that. And, you know, it's been a constant battle. And that's another thing that always is, uh, in my mind or I I've had stuff where I have to deal with the challenge of chronic pain or getting older or what's going to happen and trying to stay together physically and trying to not let it wear you down emotionally. Mm -hmm. Um, so those are my personal, you know, struggles and challenges. Um, ironically, that's exactly where I was going. Oh my God. (laughs) It's such an interesting, it's such an interesting mind fuck. Cause I'm like, I'm, I'm exercising doing this, but yeah. then it's the chronic pains that show up. Yeah. It's the, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I just did this. And now two days later, I'm like, really? I am. My recovery isn't as good as it used to be. You know, I, I swim, I cycle. Um, and I just, I really notice this stuff, you know? Yeah. And I it's frustrating because on one side you're like, I feel young. <laughs> I feel good. And then on the flip side, it's like, but then I'm sitting here and my back's hurting, you know, I'm sitting here and my feet, I, I, I broke my toe. Um, I guess it was last year. No. Yeah. It would have been fall of last year or something like that. And it was right before we were supposed to go on a cruise and I broke my toe. And so I was on this thing. And then as soon as the toe started to heal, I had another issue show up in my foot and I'm like, and it's still around. It's still, it's almost been, it'll be two years this fall. And I'm just like, so this is what it means to be getting older, you know? But yet my mind is like, you know, I'm here, but the body's doing, and then of course, then there's the whole, like what your mind does too. There's like times I'm like, 
I was chatting with a friend out via text this morning and he had sent me a birthday wish from him and his daughter and, and I'm like re doing my own video back and I'm like, so sweet of you and, and your daughter. And I'm like, Rick, why can't you remember her name? And I was like trying to pull that forward and try. And, and I've noticed that a whole lot more too. You know, it's like, I'm constantly trying to pull certain things forward, but then I'm like, other days I'm like, I remember everything, you know, I can. So it's just this constant back and forth. I notice. I mean, you really said it there. I mean, here's the thing. And, and look at what you're doing with your show. You're creatively and your mind. Mm -hmm. I'm super young in my mind, you know, yeah. unless I'm fooling myself, but I believe that I'm very so young at heart right. and I'm very in tune with what is going on in the world. I do meet a lot of people, I will say gay or straight um, in my age or around there. And I find that they're really disconnected from pop culture or, you know, things that aren't like, they're just not connected to what's going on. Mm -hmm. And um, I've never been like that. Um, I've always been super young at heart. I've stayed very connected to, and I want to, like I, I want to. And the body is the one thing that that's correct. Like I'll be laying there and going, oh my God, I'm going to get up and I got this and this and this and this and this, and this to do. Right. And then I realize my body can't go with me. It's right. not, it's just, right. it's creaking along. Right. And that's when you feel like, oh shit, I am this old. Like mm -hmm. that's where the reminder is. Yeah. But my mind and my heart right. feel like such a young person. Mm -hmm. And so that's where that battle is, where you're reminded, like you're saying, you're reminded, oh, shoot, I am, I am, I've right. got this rickety thing. And it is hard because I think we all, as we age, there is that fear of, okay, what, what's going to happen here to me? Um, you know, I've seen a lot of difficulty. And my mom passed away of Alzheimer's a few years ago, and, and that mm. was difficult. Yep. Um, and we just don't know. Um, so, but I also think it's important this part of the conversation to, you know, we're, we're uncloseting, so to speak, and talking about ageism, but there's also this uncloseting within ourselves, our own acceptance of where we are. And I know in, I'm going to start with men in general. <laughs> I think men in general, I know women fight it. They fight it in a different way. But I think men in general fight this aging thing in such an interesting, fascinating way because it's such a it's such a stab to their ego and their masculinity and all this sort of stuff. Then you take us gay men and it's like it just went on steroids. It's like, okay, I'm not I mean, I'm I'm happily married and you know, got a great husband. But there's still you wanna feel like you're sexy and all this sort of stuff, and suddenly you layer all that on top of it as a gay man. And I know, especially like in your world in West Hollywood, because I had to have I've I've done plenty of mind <laughs> mind surgeries with many of those gay men down there. It's like just that pressure to continue to be somebody and be accepted. And it's not easy because we don't accept ourselves. And I think what you're doing with what you're doing with your art is you're just putting that, you're putting drawing that line in the stand. You're like putting that stake of claim of. I'm totally accepting myself and I don't care if you bitches say I'm too old to be doing this singing thing. Right. I'm doing it. Right. I mean, I think that's the way that's the only way to only way for me. And I believe to approach it because I, you know, I wouldn't do it yep. if I didn't believe in my talent. Mm -hmm. 
And I don't mean that to sound any way other than I believe in whatever I, I think I was given a singing voice. I don't know, you know, it, it was something I had. Um, and the ability to communicate and um, I, I don't want to, I don't want to have any regrets. I just, mm-hmm. you know, I know we all have regrets or sure. but not in this, you know, and, and look, whether nobody hears me, mm-hmm. 50 people hear me, um, I, at least I want to go for it in a, yep. in a major way. I'm not trying to do it like, again, as a part-time thing, as I'm just going to throw this out there. I really have a plan in my head and I hope that people will through various channels of things that mm-hmm. I were planning that people will find me, my music yep. and um, relate to it and enjoy it ultimately. But you also brought up something that is very similar to how I've approached the podcasts. I love doing them. It is the thing I love doing. I love talking to people. I love being on behind the mic. I enjoy it even when it's just a solo show where it's just me like saying, hey, here's my perspective on something. But I've also said I have made a pact with myself that's like when this gets to the place where there's no joy in it, gracefully walk away. Gracefully Uh, walk away. Yeah. And I have to say there have been moments throughout my career um, where you know Mm -hmm. it's time to walk away. When I left the music industry at 31, I think is when I stopped. At that point, I was so burned out. I mean, burned out just the stru- just the process of it. You know, I had a publishing deal at MC. I mean, I was doing so, but it was getting to the point where I wasn't getting where I wanted to be at that time. And it was so costly and expensive and financially draining Right. As at that point in my life. And I was like, I have to make a change. Same thing now. Like, I know that what I have been doing um, – may not be fulfilling me the way it used to. Yep. And I think it's really, really important, again, to embrace the change, yes. to not be a fearful, to try to overcome your fear. And if that's what's in your heart, if that's what's driving you, you should not let anyone tell you. You're nuts. You're a stupid act. Whatever they want to say yep. to you, it's, it's your journey. It is your and journey. If, if that makes you, if that's what's in your gut, listen to it. I mean, because like I said, when George Michael died 56 years old, right? I was like, and I listen back to his music now and I just think what introspective, soulful songs and what a voice and to be cut short like that. And, and I, you know, it, it could happen any second. So why do you want to, you know, don't, I'm just saying to people, try not to limit yourself by what others put on you. That's such a valuable message. That's actually a really perfect message to kind of wrap this around because it applies to guys 40 plus and it applies to people who are coming out of whatever that closet is. And especially in our own LGBTQ community, never let anybody limit your voice, whatever that voice is. And um, I know it's been a, constant challenge through my work to help people realize at the core of almost every transformation and every change, at least from my perspective, 
it's that voice telling you you can't that's always going to hold you back and that voice may be somebody else's it may be your own but it's the buying into that voice that will hold you back it will keep you from coming out of the closet it will keep you from leaving that job it will keep you from going i don't give a shit i'm going to record this song the other side and i'm going to put it out there if the voice is what's holding you back it's time to change the voice and there's no reason to listen to anybody that's going to limit you and i know that i know that some of the listeners are going to hear that and they're like yeah i've heard that before but i want you to take it in from a slightly different perspective of what michael said today because if you can own who you are, then you give your voice permission to be heard. If you don't own who you are, your voice won't be heard. And it's such a powerful space to play in that arena when you go, this is who I am. I own me. This is how I'm showing up in the world. Suddenly your own voice changes completely and your own inner voice also changes. And it really helps you do the things you want to do. So. So the song is called Other Side, right, Michael? Yes, Other Side is available on Apple Music, Spotify, all major streaming platforms. And this pandemic has finally, we finally, finally, finally shot the official music video for Other okay. Side. Awesome. And it should be out mid-August. And I'm really excited for people to see it because I think it's going to, I hopefully um, you'll, you'll see the emotion. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Well, Michael, I'm so glad we connected. Me too. Love what you're doing. You. Keep it up. Us old guys got to stick together. So <laughs> don't gonna, call we're, us old. Yeah. We're just, we're just, we're just, um, we're just finely tuned and we're, we're like fine wine. We're we just our age to, and I don't mean wine, W H I N E. I mean, no, no, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, well, I totally right. appreciate you, man. I appreciate this opportunity. Everybody, please go out, enjoy your life. Go be who you are, be the age you are and embrace it and never stop stepping out, stepping up and stepping in to living your life uncloseted and living unapologetic in your world. Hey, 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 Life Uncloseted family. Another episode of Life Uncloseted has come to an end and it is time for all of us to sashay away and go face our fears, make those bold moves and stand up to living our life without apology. But before you do, I've got a favor to ask of you. Would you hop over to iTunes or Spotify or Podbean or wherever it is that you're listening to this and just give us a little bit of love if you like what we're doing here at Life Uncloseted. Here's what it does. It helps other people find the show. It helps other people get to know what we're all about. And you just might help change life. In fact, if you really want to change a life, we'd love it if you just ask a friend to take a listen and see what they think. So that's it. Love you all deeply. I'm Rick Clemens, the host of Life Uncloseted. And never stop stepping out, stepping up, and stepping in to living your life uncloseted.